0: Welcome to the Naughty Child Podcast with me Richard and me Polly. I'm the dad
1: and I'm the daughter
0: and this is Season 6, Episode 4. Taken in the
1: end to get Kate Cross her
0: 5 Brilliant bowling display. Doing it well there Mandana. Through mid-wicket. Not much room to work with there.
1: Sharp work from Amy Jones behind the stumps.
2: Stacey The 19th
3: against England, her 57th in her international career. As Vitaly Large brings up another half century for India.
2: 50 for Danny Wyatt. She's on a roll in 2020 cricket, that is for sure. The move to bring her up the order has been a good
0: one. Chikapandi, feather of an edge off the bat of Lauren Winfield. She nicks off a smart catch by Tanya Batia. Stroke that is. Meg Lanning at her very best. Brings up three and three for Tammy Beaumont, another hundred. What a delivery that is. Absolute peach from Perry. That is excellent from Catherine Brunch. She gets exactly what she deserves. This is the Naughty Child podcast, Paul. Mm-hmm. And this is a prologue.
1: A prologue. <laughs> it is, to be fair, it's a bit of a prologue.
0: So before we start the episode,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we, want, we thought as a prologue, we put in a little interview with yep. someone amazing that we spoke to yep. a couple of weeks ago
1: so yeah a few weeks ago we spoke to Fee Morris who plays for Western Storm and she played for Southern Brave in the 100 and she was great to talk to um I thought yeah she was very honest about you know talking about I guess her development through cricket um and yeah it was very interesting we also have another interview later so um you'll stay around for that
0: yeah so enjoy Fee Morris and then we'll start the episode properly after the prologue <laughs>
2: Firstly, uh, what is your cricket story? I'll um, oh, ask a question, but it was to um, I guess just my dad. Uh, my dad always played when I was younger, so he used to he used to play quite a lot, being open and batter. Um, I'm the youngest of seven, so I've got quite a big family. Wow. Um, so I was basically just bullied into being sporty, unless um, they just threw balls at me, and if I didn't catch them, then they hit me. So. I think that's pretty much how the story started. My, my brother was quite a good player when he was younger. Um, so it was just kind of classic in the back garden. Mm-hmm. Playing a bit of cricket and then just kind of went from there. Started going along to a few clubs. Um, started playing county cricket when I was younger. Uh, played a lot of boys cricket. So I played boys county for quite a few years. And then then um, was lucky enough to be picked for the England Academy when I was 16, I think. So I was quite young. And then I guess from there, kind of women's cricket's just grown. And I've kind of grown with it in a way um so yeah it's been a bit of a long old road but we're here in the end we got there in the end so just enjoying it now really
0: yeah that's fantastic now the the way the game structured, of course you've got people who are centrally contracted and you've got regional contracts and you've got amateur players where do you fit into that Um are, are you regionally contracted
2: yeah yeah so i'm contracted at western storm um so i'm one of the we've actually got six pros um so yeah, I'm one of, one of the full-time pros at Storm, and then obviously play play for nice. Southern Brave in the Hundred as well. Um, um, obviously that's quite separate, but yeah, all year round at Storm, and then in the summer we've got the the Brave Brave tournament. So yeah,
0: yeah. So is is that kind of? I don't know quite how to put this. Is it sort of performance related? Because if there are if there are six per year, then presumably that's actually quite competitive as to as to who gets them. So so is it? You yeah. think that like, People could lose that contract. At, at the end of a year and so on
2: yeah yeah it's um the contracts are only a year which is a bit of a, stra- <laughs> a bit stressful sometimes especially when you're not scoring any runs but um this is obviously the first year we've had them and i think i'm guessing a lot of people will retain their contract um mm-hmm. just in terms of it's, it's quite harsh to drop someone after a year but yeah it's definitely i've never really played play cricket with that much pressure before and i guess now it's my job it's it just adds that slightly um bit of stress on that you don't really need sometimes but um yeah I wouldn't have it any other way really um so yeah hopefully I'll retain my contract for Storm next year you never know but fingers crossed I will and then we can kind of carry on from there and push on next year
0: so before the regional contracts came in how did you sort of live did you have another job that you did or how did you yeah
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm not sure I did (laughs) and I um yeah, so I, I didn't actually play cricket for, for a while in my early 20s. i quit cricket completely and I worked in a, in a gym for quite a while. Um, I've got a master's, master's degree in sport therapy, um, so I still do that a little bit alongside my cricket, so kind of a sports massage and, and some physio stuff in a clinic. Um, it's quite flexible, so it works quite well mm-hmm. for me. Um, but yeah, that's what I did before I started playing, playing full-time cricket and now, especially over the summer, it's definitely definitely just cricket um yeah I'm not sure I'd want to be working alongside it as well it's all, it's all a bit hectic in the summer but I still do a little bit in the winter and when, when everything's died down a little bit so I did a little bit of work then as well.
1: So how did you uh balance like uh school and cricket or uni and cricket when you were younger?
2: Um yeah school school was a bit more of a tricky one I guess um it depends what way you look at it so I, I I did we did a lot of training so I used to play um for Gloucestershire so I was in the Gloucestershire Academy so we used to train a couple of evenings a week and then um just after school and then we used to play at weekends so that was generally okay um when I went off to uni it was a bit more tricky I guess and I didn't probably didn't work as hard as I could have done um cricket almost took a bit of a backseat while I was enjoying myself at uni and I was still in the England Academy and we had to travel up to Loughborough um pretty much every other weekend and I was University in Exeter. So that was I found it really difficult and that was quite a bit of a struggle. Um and yeah, I would I'm be the first person to admit that cricket definitely took a bit of a backseat in my life, and that's probably why I didn't um uh, didn't quite enjoy it as much as I could have done. Um but I feel like I've kind of got the balance a little bit better now, um, or I have done over the last few years. So yeah, you can you can have fun and play cricket, just <laughs> a little bit less fun. <laughs>
0: But it's, I guess it's difficult at that age isn't it to to know where your priorities lie you know so if you go to Exeter as a, as a new student and then you're just away all the time you know playing cricket training cricket outside of the student bubble if you like then you d- kind of don't build those relationships and don't make the most of your university years in a way so that and that's quite a difficult choice to make at 18 19 years old I would imagine yeah
2: definitely definitely so I, I think Personally, I got selected for being an academy far too young. Um, mm-hmm. I felt too young at the time. I felt quite immature. I didn't have very good time management skills. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that didn't go very well for me. I think some people get selected young and they know it's exactly what they want to do. And they just go and achieve everything they want to achieve and they're doing really well. But it didn't work for me. Um, and that's something that I learned a lot from um, of how to manage my time. And I'm definitely someone that, I'm quite a sociable person so I definitely need a social life outside of cricket and I need I need things to do outside of cricket and things to focus on and um, just give me that time away and that's something I, I overcooked when I was younger and now now I'm a bit older and a bit wiser I think so I, I kind of get the balance a lot better now um I know when I need a bit of time away and I know when I need to knuckle down and I think that's that's why I've enjoyed it so much this year um just kind of nailing that balance or Sometimes nailing it, sometimes not quite. (laughs) It can get quite intense on cricket sometimes. Um, A lot of pressure, but, yeah, it's something that I've just understood more about myself, the other I've got, and I probably wouldn't have known that had I not gone to university and and experienced all that outside of cricket, so I'm glad I did.
1: So how did you kind of end up getting the call-up for the 100? So I used to
2: to play for the Southern Vipers in the Super League, um, and I played for Hampshire as well um so I know Charlotte Edwards quite well I've known her for quite a few years now she's a bit of a legend so um I was just lucky enough to get uh, contacted by her and I was contacted by another team as well and you almost become your own agent a little bit so you kind of play mm. them off against each other and say oh, <laughs> oh well I've been offered this by her and you're offering me this and you know she said I can have a balcony room and you are saying pad so <laughs> but, um, yeah that was sort of how it happened and I've always had a really good relationship with Lottie and I know she runs a, an amazing ship like it was mm. an incredible experience and I knew it would be because of the way that she she runs a team so that's why I said yes to Southern Brave and that's why I went down there and I'm very glad I did it was it was amazing fun
0: Yeah and and, and what a what a tournament you had as a team as well you know I, you know I I would say you you won it in a sense <laughs> 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 yeah, <I wish. laughs> yeah, well you yeah, came top of the did. league, didn't you? Um we did, uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, and and performed really, really, really well as a as a team. Uh and then you you top scored in the final, of course, didn't you, for for uh for Southern Brave?
2: I did, yes. Not not saying much. We didn't we had a bit of a shocker with the bat, but um yeah, it was it was a weird day. It was um
0: mm.
2: one of the most amazing days of my life and also one of the most getting I think it was amazing like the the experience the crowd the fireworks the amount of people watching was absolutely incredible and something that I've never experienced and may never experience again um so it's a bit bittersweet really it was amazing to get an opportunity to battle lords in front of that many people but also I would have given traded that in I would have happily got a golden deck of wood one so um yeah it was it was a tough day but it was it was incredible and you know we played so well in the tournament up until that point, and it was such an incredible tournament to be a part of. And for me, the people made it for me. We had an amazing team, an amazing team bond. We all got on so well, um, and I think that's why we did so well. And I think a lot of people have said to me that that really came across when they were watching us that they could tell we had a really good team spirit. And I think that's that's why we did so well. And unfortunately, the final stage just wasn't quite our day, but. Um, that's the way it goes sometimes. That sport, and you just got to pick yourself up and move on. But yeah, it was it was pretty getting, pretty getting on that day.
0: Does it feel like the women's game is never going to be the same again after the hundred?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I was saying it was, it was pretty mad. I remember a few years ago we won uh, the county championships with Hampshire, which was the highest standard. Um, below England at the time and I remember we won it and it was amazing and then we had to pay £10 match fees at the end and I was like this is crazy we have to pay match fees to be the best team in the country and then to go from that to then playing at Lords in front of I think it was 18,000 people on BBC like in the space of what three or four years yeah it's like I would never have seen it come in I would never have thought that I would be fully paid to be a a full-time professional cricketer that was never on my radar so it is pretty crazy to think about, and no, I don't think it'll ever be the same again, which is good.
0: <laughs> mm. it's, it's strange, isn't it? Because essentially it is the same product, but it's just been packaged very differently, <laughs> hasn't it? I, and I think the other thing is is the TV coverage, you know, particularly terrestrial TV coverage. It makes a huge difference in terms of your exposure, doesn't it?
2: yeah massively yeah I had um I had so many messages from people I went to primary school with or <laughs> met once <laughs> <And then laughs> I had a message from them on Facebook saying I've just seen you on the telly and I'm like yeah it's mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy really it's pretty, it pretty nuts but um yeah I think it's it's just what the women's game needs um I think there was there was a lot of talk before the hundred about is is this the right thing to do you know is is changing um is changing the format the right thing to do is getting rid of super league mm-hmm. the right thing to do and I think it absolutely blew it out of the water or from a player's point of view, it did anyway. And I'd like to think from a spectator's point of view, it did. Um, you know, the amount of people that we had actually there at the games and then to have us on Sky Sports, every single one of our games on Sky and then the final on BBC, it's, it's exactly what the game needed for us. And it's just going to skyrocket women's cricket. Um, I hope it does anyway, the amount of interest it's had. And, you know, we always say it's a bit of a cliche, but it is, the whole point of why we play is to inspire the next generation and I think our gen- my generation of players is at the forefront of that it's kind of we're the ones now at the top and we're the ones that can inspire the next generation and that's the whole point of it I just want to get more people playing cricket and more girls playing cricket
1: and more boys as well so. 100% and um, what well, I guess maybe you had a bit of a taste of this from the KSL but what was it like having you know the overseas players so on your team you had Smithy Mandana like what was that experience like training with them?
2: Yeah, it's um, it's good fun. <laughs> we had a really great group actually. I think, um, you know, Smriti obviously one of the best players in the world and has a massive following. Um, and she's unbelievable. Bowling at her in the nets is quite stressful because you're not really sure how to bowl at her, and she makes it look ridiculously <laughs> easy. I think I remember at one point we were bowling. Or I'd just bat- been batting on what I thought was not a very good net. So I was like, oh, it's a bit slow and it's doing a bit. And she went in and made it look ridiculously easy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> ah, yeah, she made it look like an absolute road. So um, yeah, it was, it's it really good fun. You know, we had Weller, managed Jade Wellington, who's one of the best spinners in the world. Um, and she, she also makes you look a bit silly when you're batting against her. And she's, she's a great girl as well. She's a bit of a character. Um, and then we had Staff who's obviously a West Indian captain and um, bit of a legend. Uh, she's also amazing, was one of my best mates in the team. Uh, she's hilarious. Um, so yeah, we had a real mixture and that you can learn so much from them, just the amount of experience they bring from around the world. Um, and also just great girls to be around, which is key, really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think also one thing we want to touch on is so obviously you've played for Southern Vipers before. Um, normally you play for Western Storm and obviously in the hundred playing for Southern Brave. Is it quite difficult making those transitions from team to team? Or does it kind of because everyone knows each other, is that a bit easier? Um
2: yeah, I think I guess a lot of people do know each other. It's it's quite a small world, the women's cricket world. Um I think for me it was quite it was quite weird going from playing for vipers to then storm that we were the biggest rivals in the super league and i actually never beat storm <laughs> <laughs> i never played in a game where vipers beat storm so to then move to storm i was like oh, okay moving to the enemy but um i guess it was a completely different setup and i'm I'm from bristol anyway i'm from the west country i'm very proud of that so for me it was i was massively proud to come back and play for storm and yeah it's, it's a bit of a different feeling playing here you know we've we've not played our best cricket this season but there's there's something to me that's quite special about playing for Western Storm there's something quite special about West Country cricket um and yeah going back down to them playing for the Southern Brave I was really really nervous because I knew it was quite it was quite a similar group to the Vipers and yeah I was just nervous about going back into it but it was actually it was incredible and I loved all the girls I loved the team um it was a it was a brilliant team atmosphere and a brilliant experience. So I was I was very glad I did it and I could have stayed and play, played for Welsh Fire, which would have been a lot of similar girls to the Storm Girls. But I'm actually glad that I didn't I didn't do that. And it was quite nice to get away from a bit for a bit and learn learn something from other players and and have a good time with them as well. So mm. yeah, it's definitely a bit of a challenge, but I quite like it.
0: And they had different lockdown rules in Wales as well, didn't they? Which made it slightly less sociable, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah definitely they were quite strict we were strictish and <laughs> strict for the beginning and then it kind of loosened up a bit which we've got
0: nice. the secret safe with us <laughs> uh, yeah I mean we we went to Bristol actually didn't we um for the test match, we we went to the fourth day, gotcha. the final day of of the test match at, at Bristol, which was just amazing yeah. experience, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, to see Shafali Verma bat and mm. uh, Sophia Huston bowl the whole day long. Um,
3: <clears throat> yeah, is, yeah. Red Bull,
0: <laughs> is Red Bull cricket something you'd like to play more of?
2: Um, for me personally, no. Um, I know a lot of the girls would love to, and. And a lot of the England girls would love to play more tests. Um, I personally, I wouldn't. I don't think it. I don't think it would suit the way that I play, and I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as some of the girls would. But I know a lot of the girls would love to, and it's something I hope does happen in the future. Um, but it's probably not something for me personally that I'm. I've got low battery. um But it's probably not something I'm about. I should have enough. Um, it's not something I personally focus on and, and would want to play in. Um, I'm a bit more of a T20 player, I guess, so I enjoy that a little bit more. Um, I think my body's getting a bit old as well. I'm not sure I can do five days in a row. <laughs> After going back to 50 over cricket recently, I've realised T20 is the way forward <laughs> but, um yeah, I hope it does happen a bit more well for women in the future. And, if we can start introducing maybe a bit of two-day cricket into domestic surf, that would be great. Um Yeah, I know a lot of the girls would enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I think it's also um, maybe at a younger age introducing longer formats because um, I was I was listening to a thing that was saying that actually a lot of people, until they get into, you know, higher-level county setups, they won't play, you know, 50-over games. They'll be playing 30-over or 40-over. And so then I guess if you go straight into a test it's very like physically demanding and also mentally tough. Yeah definitely and
2: I think that's why you know some some women's tests in the past have been accused of being quite boring and I probably would actually agree Um, but it's it's not really their fault you know they don't they don't play any longer format stuff we don't play any longer format stuff. Um, I think the, the England against India game was fantastic and it was amazing Advert for for women's tests, and I hope I hope from from now it does kind of move forward. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's such a different way of playing cricket, and I've I've played in a couple of two day game, two day games before, and it's a totally different mindset, especially as a batter. Um, so yeah, it must be really tough for them going from you know we play so much T Twenty cricket, and obviously now we've got the hundred. Mindset wise, it must be pretty tough, and definitely body wise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure four, four days in a row of cricket. I'm not sure how well I cope with that. But um, yeah, I hope I hope younger players coming up through the ranks and I hope hope in the future domestically we can start playing a little bit more. Because um, yeah, te- test is best, as they say. So I'd like to push that forward in the women's game.
1: There's a question that we asked during the 100 to everyone we spoke to. And you weren't given free pond bears, were you? we
2: weren't and it was probably my biggest regret of the 100 actually it was probably the only thing that was actually <laughs> really disappointing um yeah I guess it all my friends were guessing as well they're like oh you yeah. better come back with boxes eh? we didn't didn't see anything
1: yeah I think Birmingham Phoenix were the only team that got stuff because we were speaking to Thea yeah. Brooks and she said that they they asked for them and were given them um if they like put stuff on their story mm. but no one else got the Look, Katie
0: Levick, Levick told us that, because uh, she works in the office at Headingley as well, that, yeah. <laughs> they had a whole load of stuff sent to the office, but they didn't have any, uh, the players on <laughs> <all> the office. <laughs> so staff it, who
2: it, I can't remember who for supercharged. Was it Tyrrell? Oh, no, that was Spirit. Yeah, pom, remember, um, yeah.
0: They, Pop Pop, chips, chips.
2: pop chips, Yeah, yeah. Pop yeah, chips, yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. I,
2: I love as Well, like, there's no calories in them as well. It would have been great, but... Maybe next year. We'll definitely write. I'll write a strongly worded email and see what you
0: know. <laughs> Thank you so much, you. It's okay. great uh, to speak to you.
2: No, it is, cool.
0: And uh, thank you for sharing some of your experiences with us. And um, best of luck for the rest of the season. Are, are there many games left? No.
2: Uh, we've got we've got one more on Saturday against Sunrisers. Mm-hmm. So that's the last 50-over last game and then we're done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Yeah, and, six and, weeks um, off, um,
0: eh? Six weeks off. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what do you do in the winter? <laughs>
2: More cricket. <laughs> yeah, so we've got well, we've got two weeks off, and then we've got four weeks of kind of pre pre training fitness there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then we've got a lot of fitness before before December. So I think a lot of people think, oh you must do so much fitness in the summer, and it must be knackering in the summer. And it's like, no, we do all the hard work before Christmas. That's when we mm-hmm. do most of our fitness, and then. Most of the season is just about getting through the season and get your bodies to the end of the line. So, yeah, it'll be a long hard slog before Christmas and then just building up to the season, really. Um, a nice long cold winter indoors, but it's got to be done. It's all part yeah. of it.
0: Brilliant. Well, all the best for that. And uh, thank you for, very for talking to us. No thank worries, nice.
2: Thanks a lot. Nice to meet you.
0: Bye for Bye. now. So, Polly, that's mm-hmm. the end of the prologue. Shall we start the episode properly then? let's
1: start the episode.
0: So, Polly, how are you doing?
1: I'm alright, I'm so tired. This week has felt like a month, honestly. Like, someone said in history, on Tuesday, they were like, oh, what day is it? And they go, oh, I think it's Thursday. I was like, no, it's only Tuesday. Tuesdays Um, are the worst, I think. Yeah, Tuesdays are so bad, because Monday you're expecting it to be bad. And Tuesday, like you're tired because you've had one wonderful day, and
0: it feels like the week needs to be more advanced than it really is.
1: Yeah. Also, it's been so cold. It's like it's definitely no longer summer. It's the last
0: two days, we're well, we're recording, aren't we, yeah, on um, the 29th of Wednesday, September, yeah. Wednesday, and uh, yes, just we got to Monday this weekend. The the weather has changed, mm. hasn't it? And it this is raining. This is now how it's going to be for the next six months. Ugh.
1: I'm so not ready for it. Like, I just, I feel like the summer's, I don't know, it's gone really quickly. But also it feels like, like I can't remember what it's like to to be cold. (laughs) Um, Like, I feel like I haven't seen, I guess, like frost and dew and stuff very much. So it's a bit. It's been a
0: good summer. It's been a Mm. long summer. September has been really warm and nice. It's been a great summer Mm -hmm. for women's cricket.
1: 100%.
0: And... I think it's going to go down summer 2021. Oh, definitely. As one of the best ones.
1: Yeah. I think also because, like, I guess, like, COVID restrictions were fully lifted. It was August in the end, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So I guess that is partially because I suppose 2020 was a bit more interrupted. So, yeah, this summer was good. Um, but there's been a lot, like, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, so. I'm trying to think where's a good place to start. Okay, I think actually talk about men's cricket briefly mm-hmm. because on Friday I went to the county championship finals.
0: <laughs> um, yes, yeah. yes. Well, it was it was the final round of matches, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And it was the final day of Warwickshire against Somerset. Yeah, and Lancashire had already won against Hampshire, mm-hmm. hadn't they? So uh, at that point, Lancashire were top of the table, and Warwickshire needed mm-hmm. to beat uh, Somerset. In order to overtake uh, Lancashire, yeah. it was free entry. Mm-hmm. So you finished school slightly early, I believe. Yeah.
1: So I, it was like, I think it was maybe 10, 30, 11 in the day that um, I went on Twitter and I saw that. Well, I knew that it was happening, but mm-hmm. I saw that there was free entry, and I was like, oh, you know, the, the grounds not too far from school. I thought, you know, if it if it looks like you know Lancashire, I, m- I might pop down. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultimately, it didn't look like they were going to win. But um, for our last lesson, there was only two of us there because most people were ill. And so like we couldn't really get on with the course. And so we just like, you know, we, we chatted for a bit. And I'm like, OK, you can go a bit early, which is great for me because I, like, I just want to get down to the cricket. So I went down and I ended up sitting near Izzy Wong and Katie George, which is quite funny. Um, but Warwickshire ended up winning. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, it's the home ground of Warwickshire, so there's so a lot of celebrations. So that was actually quite nice to see. Yeah. Um, it was quite funny seeing, I guess, people I would assume, like, I guess, older men just shouting, you best <laughs> really loudly. I was like, whoa, I was not ready for that. Um, but it was quite good. It was also my first time going to a cricket game on my own, mm. which, it was just a bit weird. Like, I, I mean, I would do it again, but... I think if I was there for a whole day, I think I might get bored of my own company a bit. Because um, yeah. I think it's nice to be able to discuss the game with someone.
0: That's true. mean, it, it's quite, I suppose, if you've got radio to listen to. Yeah. And you're on your own. so then Yeah, it, that's a bit different. Like we were saying to our friend Henry mm-hmm. last week, it feels like you're with friends. Yeah. When you're listening to the radio. Um, I have been to cricket matches on my own before. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the one I remember was at Edgbaston as yeah. well. And it was a test match. And I think uh, you and your brothers had all got off to camp. Mm-hmm. So uh, me and your mum were left home alone. <laughs> and so the first thing I did was I I saw, saw if there were any tickets for the test match. And it, and it was, there were quite a few. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I got a restricted view ticket because it was mm-hmm. cheaper. But because there were loads of empty seats, I just sat yeah. in a seat where I could see everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I spent a very nice day at a test match. I can't remember what year it was at Edge Boston. Yeah. Um yeah, and it's nice. I think cricket is a, a sport like that. You can go with a big bunch of mates. Yeah. Or you can go on your mm. own. You know, you can read the newspaper. You can glance <laughs> up at the game. Yeah, I mean,
1: I had, like, a few textbooks, which was quite funny when it came to security, because I, I said to the guy, I was like, oh, is it free entry? He goes, remember who told you that? And I started panicking. He was like, no, it's fine. Do you have a rucksack? And I was like, well, yeah. Just came straight from school, so I had folders, textbooks. He was like, why are you bring a textbook to a cricket game? I was like, isn't it obvious? I'm dressed in a suit. Like, I don't." Where well, this is my casual cricket attire you know and because I was wearing um black trousers and white shirts like someone gonna think I'm a waitress <laughs> it'd be a bit awkward if someone asked me oh, can you get me a drink um but no it was a bit strange going on my own and I'd run out of credit I had no money my shoes were giving me blisters I had no food had no warm clothes so it was very very random but It was good, and I'll probably do it again.
0: (laughs) Yes, and not many people can say they have seen a team win the county championship. That's
1: pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the team I wanted to win, but regardless, um, yeah. Yeah, so
0: congratulations to Warwickshire men Mm -hmm. uh, winning the county championship. It looks like they're going to win the Bob Willis trophy as well. Yeah, we don't need to talk talk about about that. that. (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, there's been a lot going on in women's cricket as well. Mm. Um, Rachel Hayhoe Flint finals. Of course. That happened last Sunday.
0: And a friend of the podcast starred in the final. I believe
1: yes, Emily Windsor hitting the winning runs, which was great,
0: and top scoring. Um,
1: yeah, and top scoring. So that was very exciting. Um, and yes, yeah, Southern Vipers did win again, which I had very mixed opinions about because first I, did, you know, I did feel a bit bad for Northern Diamonds because I think, like, I think throughout the like Kia Super League and then. Uh, like all county championships and then Rachel Flint and Charlotte Edwards Cup, they've always got to the final or like the semi-final and then they haven't they quite made They are
0: serial it. chokers is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but also because Southern Vipers are the only winners of the Rachel Hare Flint trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I felt I felt quite happy for Charlotte Edwards because, I mean, she got so close in the 100 with, with Southern Brave. But yeah, um, so that was really good. Um then also, if we continue kind of the regional um, theme, Player of the Year came out. So Eve Jones got Player of the Year, PCA Player of the Year.
0: Friend of the podcast, Which, Eve Jones. Yeah. She's brilliant, isn't she? She is incredible. What a summer she's had. And it all started mm-hmm. by coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, she that. Yeah, she's had an incredible summer. And um, we'll talk about it in a minute, actually. But she's got an incredible autumn coming up as well um and then Alice Capsey getting young player of the year who I mean I don't think it could have really gone to anyone else obviously there, there were other contenders, you know Sophia Dunkley people like that but I just think you know Alice Capsey, you know she she's just had a great summer and I actually listened to an interview that she did um it was on the radio between like at lunchtime um between Warwickshire and Lanx and um I guess the interviewer asked her like one year ago did you think this was possible? She's like, Well, one year ago I wasn't signed for the hundred. I'd had a really bad domestic season and I just wasn't happy with my performances. And it's like, Well, she's had probably the best summer and she's gonna have loads of great summers to come because I mean Huge she's impact. Really good. Huge yeah.
0: impact. You know, scoring fifty at Lord's and yeah. the Hundred and uh, you know, her her performance in the um, final. So Charlotte Edwards. Yeah. Um, final again. You know, match winning. Mm. It's she is the Emma Raducanu yeah. of cricket. Yeah. Um, really big impact. And yeah, and you can just see in mm-hmm. the future it's going to head towards potentially stardom. I mean, it's yeah. she's very young. Yeah. But the potential is just huge, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, and also when we're on like play of the year and stuff, Anna Harris got umpire of the year. Which made me so happy.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant.
1: And you know, we we might at some point um be doing an interview with. It would with be great to have Anna on the know. pod,
0: Anna. If you're listening, come on the pod. It'd be great.
1: <laughs> if you've if you've already contacted you already, it'll be even better. <laughs> um But I mean, talking about we've got so many interviews coming. Up. We've already done. We did one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um. Which will be in this episode, and we've got like four or five. You've minutes, been
0: so busy; I've, you can tell the season's come to a close. And yeah, all these it... cricketers I've got a little bit of uh, time in my hands. Yeah, because they're all suddenly saying yes. Yeah. Uh, to you, uh, which you, we're so grateful for. Yeah, which and, is great, and um, we're really looking forward to it. In fact, you told me that I need to get up at a very early hour on a Saturday morning.
1: We well, say I've told you. I mean, I also had to tell myself that because I mean, I don't get a massive line on a Saturday, but. You Know interview someone at seven in the morning <laughs> because
0: they are an international player who is internationally based at the yeah. moment. <laughs> mm. Um,
1: so yeah, that's all very exciting. Speaking of international, though, the WBBL starting. So, what, what's the WBBL? The Women's Big Bash League in Australia. Uh huh. Um,
0: so it's like it's, the 100 in Australia, but not quite but, as good as the 100.
1: No, and it's not the same format. Um, but you know, traditionally, a lot of England players have gone over. I guess, like, with the hundreds, you get international players. Um, And a lot of the teams have been announced this week, or more certainly the overseas players. So, mm-hmm. Eve Jones has gone over. She's currently in hotel quarantine, I think, um, in Australia. She's playing for the Melbourne Renegades, um, which is also the team that Harlan precourt and Jimmy Rodriguez are playing for. So, I mean, Whoa. you will not want to come up against them.
0: They have got a strong um, batting line Yeah, Whoa.
1: 100%. Um, so that's really exciting seeing the line that's coming out, and my boucher is signed for Melbourne Stars, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's again just more opportunities for them to play. Um, I guess in the autumn, so and mm. um, uh, it's it's just more experience as well, and playing with pe- people you've never played um, play with before, and potentially might come up against in the future. So. Um,
0: yeah, so so we wish Eve all the best. I, mm-hmm. I think she's going to be brilliant. I think yeah. she's going to be a real star there. And I just really hope it results in some international recognition by yeah. England. Because yeah. I, I think she needs to be in that England side.
1: Yeah, I think that only people that haven't said she needs to be in the England side are the selectors. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Everyone's calling for it. Um so yeah, talking about Australia, there's been the Australia India series. So they've had um the ODIs first, which
0: they've been really exciting. Oh, they? they've
1: been so good. Like two of them came, you know, right down to the the last balls, which mm. was yeah, I love those sort of games. Mm. Um, and it was nice to see India break Australia's winning streak.
0: How many games did they won? Was it twenty six? It was like twenty
1: six or something. Going back just, to twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's just like it. It's it's not a nice thing going into the World Cup in a few months. If if Australia had kept that streak, um, you no, India were amazing in that in that last game. Um, uh, oh, did you did you see the injury with Sophie? Molyneux. Molyneux, Oh right
0: now I heard about it that she had to have her mouth taped up or something. So
1: if someone just like threw the ball in and it just whacked her in the face and Mm -hmm. so she's like bleeding everywhere but they needed her to bowl so just like taped her face up because she couldn't open her mouth or anything really (laughs) so she just had to bowl (laughs) and she looked ridiculous I was like that is commitment um because she could have got like you know substitute field or whatever but I guess when you're a bowler that's not very helpful when you're in the field um but yeah the australia india test starts tomorrow so, in, so yesterday yeah. um, when you're listening to this which is so exciting um it's
0: great to see some women's test cricket you definitely. know and um and just the excitement of those australian players to yeah. put on the baggy green
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know it, it really 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 means something and we need to see more yeah uh women's test cricket and women's first class cricket, definitely.
1: Yeah, and especially after, you know, England India, which is just amazing. Like mm. i I hope this kind of ends in a win or loss, um, rather than a draw. Um but no, I, I just thought yeah, I think that's gonna be really good. Um it's very exciting. And um England, New Zealand have finished which it felt a bit sad almost because it felt like this is really the end of, you know, the English summer.
0: Um, I, I I I thought it ended really really yeah. well and actually because with the men's test match mm-hmm. against India being cancelled yeah. it felt like the summer for the men suddenly came yeah. to an end um, and you didn't get that sort of the final test or the final match just mm. kind of finish thing, it rounds things yeah, off for the year yeah. and everyone thinks about everything that happened and mm. so the men didn't get that yeah. but it feels like the women with this series against New Zealand mm-hmm. Uh, which was, I know England won 4-1 at yeah. the end, but actually it was a lot closer than that. Yeah. Apart he, from the final game. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and and was really quite well contested, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. And the really useful thing from England's point of view is it pointed out some areas for development. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that batting order and the collapses that they had had, you know, they're going to learn a lot from that. And mm-hmm. I guess it's important to have those mistakes in just series rather than, you know, in a World Cup or in the Ashes or things like that. Um, About that game, I had a few, uh, two tweets in particular went a bit viral. So proud of myself for showing everyone's score. I've got 114 likes Mm -hmm. on this tweet. The first one was um, (laughs) on TMS. um, They were having a discussion about Crumble. Mm -hmm. And I love when just these two, like we spoke to Henry about it last week, but just these discussions that are so kind of random and unrelated to cricket, (laughs) but they're just really good. And people email in with um, what they think. And they're talking about like, do you have custard or ice cream or people saying cream? Like I've never really heard of that. I've just ever had custard on it really. Mm -hmm. And um, someone said that they have custard and cream.
3: Nice. And
1: Alex Hartley was like, you know, I'd love to, but when I go back to my parents' house, it's like going to rehab, which I was just, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, right, so you're comparing going to your parents' house to going to rehab because her mum's like a fitness instructor and stuff, so, you know, in healthy eating. I feel like all mums are a little bit, you know, we need to be healthy or whatever. So anyway, um, so I tweeted that out, just quote tweeted it. And Alex replied um, by tagging her mum, uh, <laughs> who then confirmed that it was true, which I thought was great. And then um, the other one was, um, I, I don't even know what they're talking about, but... Alex, Talk about Alex's job. Alex, yeah, she, she said she, was, she worked in a bakery. Um, and then Henry came up with the best line. He was like, you went from making pies to bowling pies. And then Alex goes, and I made a career out of it, which I just thought oh, is incredible. Um, so yeah, I treated that and then... She retweeted, and obviously, because it's the IPL. They have a lot more like Twitter traction at the moment because mm-hmm. they're all tweeting about it. So, um yeah, that was quite <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, see I actually had to mute my no- notifications. I felt like a bit of a celebrity because I was trying to get on with work and you know Twitter. All, all my I fans know. were chasing after.
0: I me. <laughs> know that's that's the problem that you get when you yeah. when you go viral. <laughs>
1: Um, And there's one more thing I want to mention, it's been a very long list, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to kind of briefly touch on it because it's really not a debate at all, but the whole um, batter Batsman that recently was announced that batter Mm -hmm. is now like the official term, which it annoyed me so much when this was announced on Twitter, just because the response from some people, and I was like why do you care so much like you know you don't call it a bowl man or a wicket keep man or a field man it's like it's a fielder a bowler a wicket keeper why is batter any different it's like you're a player you're a cricketer like I don't you know and I think it was Kate Cross that tweeted she was like well you know if you change that terminology and it makes one per like one girl feel more included in the game and actually, when they go and play cricket, they feel like this is also a sport for girls. Well, then it's 100% worth it. And it's not a big sacrifice to make at
0: all. Yeah, I, I guess it. what it indicates is that you, you make changes mm-hmm. to include people. Yeah. But I guess what you don't want to do is in making those changes to exclude some other people. Yeah. Or to make other people feel yeah. like they're losing something that's important. Yeah. Now, in this case, I don't think they are. No. <laughs> uh, but traditions in cricket and terminology in cricket yeah. is both evolving mm-hmm. and important that it stays the same. Because yeah. there are lots of traditions there, aren't there? Yeah. So, so there are things like gentlemen and players mm-hmm. was a tradition in cricket. Yeah. So there were amateurs and there were professionals. Mm-hmm. So people who are amateurs were always uh, known by mister mm-hmm. and their initial uh, uh, on
1: yeah
0: uh, and then their surname mm-hmm. on the scorecard whereas people who are professional had their first mm-hmm. name and their surname um, and so that was like you look at it now and you think that's a bizarre yeah. thing whereas you know 70 years ago that was really important yeah um, and and so the game does evolve and, and mm-hmm. traditions do change and terminology does yeah. change and I think I, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't think it's important. Mm-hmm. I think at the same time, if someone gets referred to as a batsman mm-hmm. in the men's game yeah. from time it, to it time, it doesn't matter. It's fine. The I terms think it's can more for th- interchangeable, yeah. can't they? But
1: it's more for the women's game. You know, if um, I don't know, Tammy Tammy Beaumont comes on and they go, "Oh, what a great batsman!" Mm. It's like, I mean, that's fine, but actually. Would she would she rather be called a batter? Like at the end of the day, she is a batter. <laughs> like she's she's batting a ball. Um It's interesting because I'm doing an EPQ alongside my A levels.
0: So EPQ, what's that?
1: I, I don't is extended it extended qualification? project, well, project qualification. Yeah, I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> half um, an A level. Yeah, it's like half an A A level. You can basically do it on any topic you want. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing like the development of women's cricket in England. And obviously, one of the big steps of that is, um, that I was, I was actually reading about it today, was lords and women's cricket. Mm. And just reading the article of what some people say made me really angry, because obviously, like, women weren't allowed to play lords or weren't allowed to, like, be, you know, even, in like, the in the pavilion. Lords was like the long room. room they were like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, if a woman has to come through the street, you know, quick, quickly hustle them through, you know, no bother. And, um the all like the members of the mcc like did multiple votes on this because you needed two thirds of people to agree um and there was a comment that was just like it made me really annoyed because this member who you know imagine if a member said it now it'd be horrific they'll probably be fired or whatever but they were like well you know the, the cricket ground is a space for men you know women are so annoying that it's nice just to get away and come to the cricket and it's like you couldn't say that. And even, you know, middlesex players like that were women weren't allowed mm. to go in. And you just think that's oh, crazy. And, you know, the law, the law, like the rule only changed in 1998, which
0: is mad. Yeah. And again, it's tradition, isn't mm. it? And so it's working out what traditions need to stay yeah. and what don't. I remember back in the day, 1980. Yeah, my dad taking me and my brother to Lords mm-hmm. to have a little look around. Yeah, went to the museum yeah. and went to the long room, mm-hmm. and but we had to stop into the the club shop mm-hmm. before going there and buy ties because you oh, weren't wow. allowed into the long room unless you were wearing a tie.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. So even like the players, would they or like would that be an exemption?
0: Yeah, the players. Didn't oh, yeah, ties. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, yeah, in in the long mm-hmm. we had to just as visitors going having the tour, oh, wow. we had to be wearing ties.
1: Yeah. It's strange because I think traditions one of those things where some of it's really good, but some of it is very much of its time and mm. like I guess some tradition it hasn't always been there. It's been something that's been created and maybe done for I don't know fifty years, mm. but actually isn't necessary to creating a sense of identity within the game. Mm. Um, and I think, I guess maybe traditionalists of cricket are probably a bit annoyed with the 100 already, that now, you know, this new term batter, they're like, oh, n- another thing. And it almost feels for them, I guess, maybe that, it, that it's ruining it. But I just, you know, from my perspective, um, I, it just makes people feel a bit more included in that actually the game is for, is for them as well. Um,
0: and I think to be fair on cricket mm-hmm. it is a game it, it's seen as a very traditional game yeah but compare it with football yeah and it's a lot more willing mm-hmm. to change
1: definitely you know
0: so any thought of you know breakaway leagues and stuff in football <laughs> yeah. is like really taboo yeah. really bad franchise yeah bad bad bad
1: or even when they tried to introduce like was it last year it was that um Oh, what was it? The The Super League. Yeah, the Super League thing. That was just a big no-no.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And even like the use of technology was held back for years and years and years in football.
1: And people really don't like VAR. Yeah. Which I think is kind of almost opposite in cricket a bit more. Yeah,
0: whereas cricket, they'll change their formats, they'll change their teams, their Mm. franchises. Uh, All of that is fine. Technology's been there for years. Yeah. Certainly line technology and then... Uh, you know the ball tracking technology mm. and all that sort of thing it's been embraced yeah. so cricket is very much more willing to innovate than mm. in football i think yeah um and again this is just another part of that and it's it's okay it's a tradition mm-hmm. but we can move on and we can change things you're listening to the naughty child podcast with me richard and me polly I'm the dad.
1: And I'm the daughter.
0: So, Polly, we have another guest.
1: Yep. Yeah. We've got another Western Storm player this time, the captain of Western Storm, Sophie Luff, who also played for Welsh Fire in the 100 and captained them.
0: Fantastic. And she was great.
1: So, firstly, we kind of just want to ask you, what's your cricket story and how did you get into cricket?
3: Uh, Yeah, my story is probably similar to a lot of girls that are my age now, Um, but yeah, my dad played, um, so I spent pretty much every weekend at the local cricket club, and um, that's how it really started. Um, I've got a younger brother as well, um, so I always had someone in the garden to hit the ball at, to throw the ball at, Um, and yeah, it wasn't until I was probably about nine years old that I I actually started taking it seriously, joined a club and and played alongside uh, the boys
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a really common story, isn't it? So I guess we've 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 talked to quite a few um, professional female cricketers, and they all tend to have brothers, <laughs> which is I think quite helpful in in development, particularly if there's a bit of sibling rivalry going on there. It sort of enhances development, I think, as well. But do you think those those days are kind of coming to an end now? And and the role models and the structure is there much more for the uh, for the women's game and for girls to. Develop independently of that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've only got to look at um, the structure within schools and within cricket clubs. You know, you go to a local cricket club now, and there's probably a girls' section attached to that club or a women's section, um, which is fantastic. There weren't those opportunities when I was growing up, um, albeit there were still opportunities for me to get into the game. Um, It just looked slightly different. Um, I, I've been a coach and um gone into many schools to try and inspire the next generation, both boys and girls. Um, so cricket is definitely getting in there and it just needs more and more people um, to yeah, inspire the next generation. And now we've got so many female role models within the game. Um, you know, girls have got the likes of Heather Knight and your shrub soul to look up to, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think that feeds really nicely into talking about the hundred. Um, so we absolutely loved the 100. Um, and what was that whole experience like for you? You were um, captaining Welsh Fire as well. So, what was that whole thing, I guess, getting used to a new format of the game?
3: Yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. And I guess if you spoke to anyone that was involved in it um, on the female side playing, um, they would probably have had the same experience that I did. Um, Yeah, just remarkable to be playing in front of that many people. The crowds were ridiculous. Um, You know, something that we've never experienced before, um, especially just being a domestic player. Um, You know, I've played in KSL finals before, but, you know, that was in front of like three three thousand. Um so to be playing in front of, you know, up to ten thousand. Um at some of the grounds was was a great experience uh captaining had its challenges but um yeah what an opportunity um to be asked to captain you know one of the teams in the, in the first 100 competition uh, was a real honor um and yeah although we weren't as successful as we probably um would have liked to have been um just the overall experience um from a playing and sort of leadership point of view from my perspective um it was invaluable
1: Is is it quite difficult to cap to the side, especially with something like the 100, where actually tactically you don't really know what you're doing almost?
3: Like, is that quite difficult to work out? Uh, The first couple of warm up games we played, you know, I'd never experienced the game before. um, So it was quite frantic and we probably went a little bit too quick at times. so I, I did realise that we had a little bit more time than than you thought. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it in terms of, you know, saying to someone, right, you're on now. Um, and it, it, you just went on instinct and gut. And um, that's probably helped me coming back into Western Storm, captaincy at, at the end of the season. Um, albeit, you know, I, I've given my bowlers a little bit more notice if I'm going to bring them on. But um, actually just players being able to bowl five balls, get off, get um, off. It might be that I keep them on for 10 balls. Um, Yeah, it was just sort of a gut feel thing. Um, And I think we had quite a a few good options at at Welsh Fire in terms of uh, different bowlers, a few seamers, um, lots of spin variation. Um, So, yeah, it was just sort of matching up um, what I thought was the best combination against... Um, the batters that we were coming up against and yeah you, you just got to back your bowlers in that competition to be honest it's it's a bit of a batter's game um, so I'm, I'm glad I'm not a bowler um, but yeah it's just it's just backing the girls when I do throw them the ball and saying you know get me a wicket here or or just just go 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 run a ball here because um, that was invaluable in the competition.
0: Yeah and, and it seems to me that the, the one of the other difficulties as well as having this new format is it's a brand new team as well so I guess some of the people you just didn't know at all. And you sort of met them literally days before your first game.
3: Yeah, I mean, we actually met Haley Matthews on the morning of the first game up in, <laughs> <laughs> up in Headingley. Um, yeah, that was that was the first time I'd met Hayley. Um, and then we were literally playing the game that day. So, um, yeah, I guess it did did feel different in terms of trying to get the team together. Um, but I actually loved the fact that I was playing with some new new faces. Um, don't get me wrong, at Welsh Fire, there was a, a strong storm contingent, um, which certainly helped uh, me in terms of knowing what the girls offer and, and knowing their roles. And and hopefully it helped them having me as captain and having someone that that they knew quite well as well. Um, but, yeah, it was really refreshing, um, you know, having to captain the likes of Sarah Taylor and, and some of the overseas. Um, I've, like, you know... I've captain Heather and Anya at Western Storm and um, but I've known those girls a long time. Um, so yeah, slightly different um you know having some world class superstars in your lineup and thinking well I'm actually in charge of these girls.
1: Yeah and we saw today like Eve Jones receiving um player like player of the, the season and it's with the regional contracts, you think that actually boosted the product of the hundred, and with the you know the delay of COVID, it gave players you know longer time to to train professionally, and actually the product was a lot better.
3: Yeah, I think in terms of the standard of cricket, you saw um, it probably worked out. Well, that there was a little bit of delay to the competition because, you know, players like myself, like Eve, we'd been in those regional contracts and receiving, you know, high quality coaching and, um, you know, playing in some really competitive cricket um, leading into the tournament. So um, I think we saw the best product because of that. Um, And I think it's only going to get bigger and better. You know, there's going to be more regional contracts. Uh, coming into the game so more girls have got the opportunity to uh, focus full-time on cricket um, which is only going to increase the standard um, even more but in terms of um, what, what the women's game was within the hundred I thought it was a great spectacle um, you know that first game uh, over Invincibles against Manchester Originals really set the tone really and I don't think people um, really expected it to take off like it did but it, it certainly did and yeah hopefully it will be bigger and better next year.
0: Well, I mean, we loved it. And, it. and it was such a great tournament, so well marketed, such a great platform for the women's game. You know, I think you know, TV coverage, particularly terrestrial TV coverage, is, is a game changer, isn't it, in terms of the profile of the sport? I, it just occurs to me, I don't, I'd appreciate your thoughts on this, really. Do you think the women's game is kind of heading towards an identity crisis at some point? Because the franchises in the 100 were so successful and so well known. And then everyone goes back to Western Storm and, and different counters. It's like, it, is that going to be confusing for your average uh, punter who's really getting into the into the product, if you like?
3: I hope not, um, because I think the, the regional structure um, is fantastic. Um, and I certainly love playing for Western Storm. <laughs> and for me, um, I guess that's not the only negative of the 100, but um, I don't feel that the West Country is that well represented. represented. Um, I'm obviously playing for Welsh Fire and, you know, if you're from Somerset, Devon, Cornwall, um, Gloucester, you're probably not going to identify with a team um, called Welsh Fire. Um, So, I think that is sort of missing and and that's why I love playing cricket and representing Western Storm. Um, I guess it's like any franchise tournament, you sort of dip into it and and dip out of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we had a great following. Um, Hopefully, we can get more people into Cardiff next year. Um, We were limited capacity this year um, due to Covid and the regulations over there which which was a shame Um, but I love the fact that we are sort of taking cricket over that way and and over the bridge as it were um, because I think there's definitely an appetite for it there Um, so yeah looking forward to seeing what happens in the next few years.
1: And um, I'm right in thinking that you uh, work for the Somerset Cricket Board Um, what was kind of your role in that was it to do with the like girls and women's development
3: yeah, so I, had a, I had a couple of roles. Um, for For a couple of years, I I was sort of like the head of performance for the for the women and girls there. Um, so I sort of oversaw the whole program um, from Somerset Women all the way down. Sort of county age group wise um, which was, was great to be involved in the performance sort of side of things working with some of the best young players in the county um, but then I was a community coach day to day so that's where I went into schools and um, delivered cricket to um, yeah thousands of children um, I'd love to actually know how many sort of Uh, faces that I did um, meet along the way and how many children that I did inspire to get into the game Um, it could be quite scary um, looking back but I absolutely loved that role Um, for me it was a brilliant opportunity for me to get my passion across for the game, Um, it's something that I've always loved um, and I had the opportunities to play when I was younger and I want to give back to the game. Um, every day was different. Um, yeah, every lesson was different, uh, depending on the children that you were working with. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was really refreshing. Um, The regional contracts came at a good time for me. I'd done that role for sort of three, four years. Um, And yeah, to focus full time on cricket, that's what I've always worked towards, to be honest. Um, But yeah, Somerset Cricket Board, um, they were were great, to be honest. They allowed me to still fulfil my my dream of trying to to be a cricketer. And I'm very grateful for for that because potentially I wouldn't have picked up the regional contract had I not still been focusing on my playing uh, during those coaching days.
1: Yeah, I could be wrong in saying this, but with I guess an area like um Somerset or the 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 area that Western Storm covers, um is it I guess more difficult to get um girls playing because presumably they'd have to like travel further to get to training and things like that, just like if they're um if they're going to like a county training sort of thing, just because of, you know, the geographical area of it.
3: Yeah, I think that's what we're finding certainly at the moment with Western Storm is geographically we cover a very uh, large area of the country. Um, So we cover from Cornwall all the way to West Wales, which, um, yeah, is a challenge in itself. And uh, I'm sure our director of cricket, Lisa Padgett, is um, trying to combat that as best she can. Um, But yeah, in terms of Somerset stuff, um, yeah, I mean, we, we were mostly based in Taunton in terms of the training stuff, but we always try to split especially county age group stuff, we always try to split it um, around the the county so that, you know, we weren't asking girls from... Bath, for instance, um, to come all the way to Taunton for a, an evening training session uh, because that's over an, an hour's drive, and um, when you add that up, it's it's quite a lot, um, especially if you're one of the better players and you're you're coming down for a, an EPP session as well. Um, and I guess that's where um, you know your parents come in, and I'm certainly um, indebted to mine in terms of the amount of travel um, and taxiing they did for me. Um, yeah, the amount of sac- sacrifices um, that parents do have to. To do if they want their children to to be where they want to be and um in, enjoy sport in general and enjoy you know different walks of life um yeah parents are very important
1: yeah and you've already touched on it a bit but with the regional contracts do you think um you know do you think we'll be seeing full teams being professional at you know that regional level soon and what impact has that regional contract been for you?
3: Yeah, I think we will see it. Um, I don't know how soon. Um, I think over the next, I'd like to think in the next sort of three years, two to three years that, um, you know, the whole squad could be um, full time. Um, It's certainly given me the opportunity to, you know, individually develop my game um, and um, maybe take it to another level. Um, and, And that's through a number of things. For me, it's just the contact time and just being able to focus solely on on your game and and what you want to get out of it um I've obviously got sort of like the captaincy hat as well Um, and I'm very keen to to develop that side of my game as well um yeah in terms of the leadership opportunities that I've had in my career so far have been fantastic but I'm I'm someone that always wants the next thing and the next challenge and yeah the hundred was certainly that this year and hopefully there's more to come Mm
0: -hmm. So you're, kind of, I mean, I guess at your stage of career, you're one of the senior professionals, really, aren't you? And uh, But there's a lot of very, very promising young up and coming, uh, very young players. I guess we saw Alice who you know, not even 17 during the 100 uh, coming through. Um, it feels like it's a really exciting time for those people um, coming into the game. Uh, do you feel like maybe you weren't given the same opportunities you know eight nine ten years ago when you were at a sort of similar stage?
3: Yeah I guess there, there weren't those opportunities um but don't get me wrong I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I did have um you know I was part of England Academy programs around that age you know, sort of 1920 uh, and while I was at university part of those programs Um, And then I was involved in in the KSL. Um, So I feel like I've had plenty of opportunity and I actually feel like the regional contract came at a really good time for me. Um, I feel like I know my game pretty well um, and I know where I want it to go. Um, So I've got got that awareness, um, which I think does come with a little bit of age and a little bit of experience. Um, But yeah, I do look at the younger girls and sometimes think um, that they don't, Always know the opportunity that they've they've got at the minute um, because it's it's so exciting um, to think that some of the girls at Western Storm are 19, 20, they're earning a living playing cricket while still at university. Um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty good for them, um, and I just hope that they do see the opportunity in front of them and and grab it with both hands and and have no regrets. Really, um, you know, I've worked hard to get to uh, where I am. I am um, without, you know, earning money um, along the way. Um, And and they've got the opportunity to sort of do both. And yeah, the game's growing all the time and there's going to be more and more opportunities along the way. Um, It's only going to get bigger and better, like I said earlier. So, yeah, if you are a a young player, even, you know, aspiring to get into the game, um, to see that there is a a career path now is, is really exciting. 100%.
1: 100%. And um, we have to talk about Rachel Hayher Flint trophy. So you um, were the highest scorer um, for that cup and you were 417 runs uh, and you also hit 157 not out. It was against the Sunrisers. Um, just talk us through that because that was <laughs> incredible.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess um, I had a good back end of the season um, and yeah, it was probably sort of wanting to make up for the start of the season. I hadn't really been as consistent as I'd have liked um, sort of back in May when we we first started out for Western Storm. And, um, yeah, I guess I saw the last few 50 over games to, to be quite greedy and, and to go big. And, yeah, luckily on um, that last game of the season against Sunrisers, it was my day. Um, and, yeah, you get you probably get more bad days than good days in cricket, so you've got to make the good yeah. days count. And, um, yeah, that was just one of those days where um everything went my way really um... But yeah, I think it showed or proved to me at least that um what I had been working on in terms of you know adding a few new options to my game and probably the result of that contact time because of the regional contract that um yeah, I was making a shift in my development um and it all sort of came together on that day. So yeah, a great way to finish the season. Uh we, we scraped over the line that day as well. Um yeah, the sunrise has made it tricky for us. Um you don't want to get 150 and lose the game. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we got over the line on that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was an amazing effort. Ab- absolutely brilliant. And, and I guess that you know, when you're getting scores like that, if that continues, then do you think you, you've got ambitions to uh, play for England one day, You know, having been part of the academy back in the day? Do you think there's still a possibility for someone at your age or stage? We mentioned actually Eve Jones, you know, who we think really, really, really needs to be in that England side. You're a sort of very similar age to her. Do you think that that's a push that you could be making in your career, the sort of next step?
3: Yeah, I think, and that's the stage of domestic cricket at the moment in the women's game. Um, I think if you perform consistently, then um, there are those opportunities. And um, yeah, you talk about Eve, we were part of the England Academy at a similar time. Like you said, uh, we're a similar age um, and we've always sort of been quite consistent performers on, on what is used to be the county circuit. And now hopefully we can do it um, at regional level as well. Um, She's had a fantastic season and yeah, in my opinion, thoroughly deserves a a call up. Um, So yeah, if those things happen, um, then great. But I think for me, it's, it's about um, what I'm doing in the short term. I'm obviously skipper at Western Storm um, and it's about um, scoring as many runs as possible. I'm in the side as a batter first and foremost. So that's my, my number one priority. Um, And yeah, it's putting in those match winning performances. So um, the bigger the scores that I can get and, the more often I can do that, the more consistently I can do that. Um, I guess that's what gets your name out there. So, yeah, just keep keep doing what I've always done, uh, trying to be consistent as possible. Um, but, yeah, just keep enjoying it at the same time. Um, it's always more enjoyable when you're getting those big scores. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, but the opportunities that we've all had um, as domestic players this summer has been incredible.
0: It, it has. It's been a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful summer. You know, and I feel almost a little bit emotional thinking mm-hmm. about it, really. And just like that. The way everything's developed since, you know, since thinking back to uh, May, June, right through till now, it feels like everything's transformed completely for the women's game. And it's such a, a really good moment to be part of it.
3: Yeah, it's certainly been a, a busy summer, um, one that I haven't really, or, you know, most domestic players won't have experienced before, you know, playing regional cricket, going into what was a really intense tournament in terms of the 100 and then, you know, having to come out of that and actually, you know, you've got half your um, regional season to go. So, yeah, there were, there were challenges around that, um, but I think uh, players will be sort of in a better position and and know the schedule better next year and be better prepared for it.
0: Sophie, thank you so much. That's been absolutely brilliant to talk to you. Pleasure. And uh, I, I guess you're you're on holiday now. Have you got? Is it? <laughs> you, got, <laughs> have you got some time off now?
3: Yeah, we have got some time off. We're not back into the first of November, uh, okay. so yeah, we've got um, got a fair few weeks to to chill out. Um, I say chill out. I won't be chilling out too much. Um, yeah, I'll go on holiday next week. Um, right. But yeah around that I'll still be doing a little bit of training and um mm-hmm. trying to get ready um for the winter block.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time.
3: Thanks very much guys. Nice to nice meet to you. you. Bye. 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 Cheers. Bye-bye.
0: Hey wasn't she great?
3: She is very
1: good. Yeah. They were both great to chat to. Two
0: great guests this week.
1: Yeah. And we've got so many more to come. Um, so yeah, definitely come back next week. I'm not actually sure who we'll have next week because we've got like three, four options. So we've got
0: so many to choose from, that's the yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> so yeah, in the meantime you can follow us on Instagram at Naughty Child Podcast on Twitter at OO Child Podcast uh where are? On YouTube, mm-hmm. north child Podcast. TikTok. Oh, TikTok, north child I forgot to post on there the other day when it's fine, I'll I'll get around to it. Um Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode and come back next week.